With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tazi, yesterday, major shake the rust off day. How you feeling? Uh, I mean, I felt great yesterday. I almost feel worse today, but you know, we'll, <laughs> we'll trudge through. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the the thunder on the second night of a back-to-back. We're always on the second night of a back-to-back on this show. All uh, right. I mean, you know? It becomes a fifth night of a back-to-back by Friday. I know. That's why we always sound so tired on Friday. I was um, I was worried that I wouldn't remember how to do it, but it's like riding a bike. Oh, yeah. You, know, you just start talking about the sports we love. Especially when you have quality content to discuss. I mean, you know, yesterday, obviously, it was kind of a crazy situation by what happened on Monday Night Football, not the norm. And, you know, that's still an ongoing situation. But, uh, you know, the Derek Carr news was kind of fun to talk about. Mike yeah. Giannitti provided some good commentary on where he thought he could end up, and we'll get into that later on today. I mean, the DeMar Hamlin conversation is not a fun one to have. It's the last thing that any of us wanted to discuss off of the Bills-Bengals game. We thought that we would be talking about uh, who's on top in the conference and who's the better quarterback between Allen and Burrow, right. and I would be boasting about a fantasy championship, and then, you know, of course, every, that all becomes so trivialized. Um, but it's a conversation that everybody's having. There's not a single person that I ran into in any walk of life no matter the level of sports fandom that they carried with them that didn't want to talk about that story because it was one of those events that we all lived through. And even if you weren't watching it, you heard about it before it was all wrapped up and you probably turned it on. And, you know, as much as I question the way ESPN handled that broadcast, that's part of the reason you stay on with your awkward programming because you know that people are filtering in. They want to know what's going on. And then, you know, the greed of networks, too, is right. we don't want you going anywhere else because maybe another network starts covering it. You know, so that that's all part of it, and that's why it's not not ideal, but we we carry on the conversation of, that other people are having. So oh, yeah. that, that's where that's what yesterday's show was all about. The entire sports landscape has been discussing it. It doesn't even have to just be football, NFL, NBA. People are talking about it. I don't know about baseball, but pretty much just, and even people that aren't into sports, it's a humanity thing. So I know that we're all on pins and needles waiting to hear what happens at the status of DeMar Hamlin. Here's the latest that I read. Doctors saw promising signs of progress overnight from Hamlin, who remains hospitalized in critical condition as of this morning. He's still sedated, but doctors saw promising readings overnight from him. Uh, they were looking for specific readings by Wednesday morning. They saw that, whatever that is. I'm not a medical expert. Uh, if this guy does survive after his heart stopped on the field, I mean, talk about a miracle. My goodness. Seriously. Uh, did not think the way that that was going down on Monday night that we'd be talking about this as a possibility. Now survives in what sort of condition, you know, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it, but good signs are good signs, and that's what we're hearing right now. Oh, I know. I mean, and, and if it was bad news, you know, it just you wonder how that even affects the rest of the NFL season. And even even with good news, it's just kind of a weird cloud to have as we get into the most exciting time in the NFL season, which is this yeah. well, we're beyond the stretch run. The playoffs are just about here. I do think that it's 
I hope that you guys understand when I say this, what I mean by it. I think it's kind of cool how how much love and respect is given to one individual in this huge cog of the huge machine that is the NFL. It's one player on a team that holds 53 plus a practice squad, and there's 32 teams in the NFL. And this one individual has kind of stopped the league on its tracks, which means if they're doing this for him, it would be like that for anybody. You know, and that and that is that's kind of cool when you think about just the way that everybody has rallied around this one story and is trying to figure out we're talking about potentially blowing out bye weeks in between the Super Bowl because of what happened with one individual. I think that it speaks well to um, the league, or at least the, the the people in within the league that are putting pressure on the 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 shield as a whole to be like, all right, hey, we got to go about this the right way. It, this we're not talking about a whole team or half a team. We're talking about one guy that is dealing with a life threatening situation. Right. And with all due respect, I mean, I'm going to be honest. I didn't know much about him before this whole thing went down. I know just about everybody else on the Bills, but seeing how the Bills reacted, seeing how the Bengals reacted, seeing the outcry of love and prayer on on the Twitter waves, which is usually a cesspool. Uh, Yeah, everybody kind of stopped in their tracks and realized this was like something serious. Uh, The show must go on at some point. You're talking about a lot of money for everybody involved and just the sanctity of finishing an NFL season. So at some point, we got to get back to the normalcy, but it it did deserve sort of the almost moment of silence feeling that, that it got. Yeah, and I think in terms of timing, tragic that that happened at all. But I think that it's for just the, our consumption of this story, us trying to get through a form of a, of a grieving process, even though we didn't really know who this individual was, just watching how that all played out. I think there's a little bit of grief that everybody experienced in watching that, even if you're not a Bills fan and you don't know who that is, just watching how that all went down, that it was a Monday night game and there's no Thursday night game this week. Ooh, so. Yeah. I saw, I think it, it was, might have been Ryan Clark that tweeted this out, that the next, the first snap of football this weekend is going to be the scariest snap that right. we've ever, that we've ever, we've ever watched. And we'll quickly get back into it, but it is going to be a little bit weird watching that first game kick off. Like, okay, kind of hope we don't yeah, ever experience I mean, that again. I brought up Eric Legrand, the tragic situation that happened in 2010 and how that's affected his life and he was a pretty good player on Rutgers. I mean, I don't know if he was NFL bound or not, but you know, unfortunately we'll never have known because of that situation. We've seen some pretty serious terrible injuries in the past and obviously head and neck injuries are at a different level because of what we've learned about CTE, what can it do can it it can do to the rest of your body, but you know, we've also seen horrible leg injuries. I mean, Alex Smith nearly died uh, yeah. with that tragic injury, and the show kind of went on. Nothing stopped, and everybody felt bad about it, but it's like that's a big part of the game. I mean, I every time I tune in, I it's not the first thing I think about. You, you think about it pretty seriously when that happens. Maybe people sometimes forget, but I definitely link football with uh, danger, and uh, it's not why I love it, but it's a big part of the game. So the other part of this, the trivial part, of course, is the scheduling of the game. And I am curious to see how the NFL goes about handling this. Here's what we know as far as where we're at right now. The game is not going to be played this week in terms of Bills-Bengals. Week 18 is going to go on as scheduled. 
But the NFL hasn't said whether that game is going to be played at all. So they haven't officially canceled Bengals-Bills. They have said that those teams will resume their normal schedule heading into this week. So if they haven't canceled the game yet, and here we are Wednesday afternoon, if they haven't canceled it yet, I I wonder what the plan is. Because you would think that the easy move is to just say both teams take a draw and then we move on and it's win percentages going into the playoffs. Right. Uh, but they're not doing that. So clearly they're trying to find a way to fit this game in. I just wonder how... How in the world they go about doing that with the schedule the way it is right now? And I was just thinking, uh, Zach Taylor was at the podium before when I first got into the studio, and I'm just thinking, like, you know, what it's done to uh, preparation for the rest of the NFL teams. Like, just kind of got to be kind of an eerie, all right, we're prepping for next week. We're also thinking about this. And then just, I, I don't I don't know, like, you, you kind of have to play it for everything that's involved, but if it, if that game didn't quote unquote matter to both teams, I would probably see, say the best move is to just like you know not play it. But you'd think in preparation for Week 18, you kind of have to know where you're at, what you need to do. You should right. always strive to win, but still, you kind of got to know the landscape. No, I mean, there are going to be some teams that that are that their roster looks really sketchy this weekend, and there are going to be others like the Eagles. The Eagles are fighting for the number one overall yeah. seed. They're going to be playing all their guys against your New York Giants, where the Giants are just like, we're good, you know, right? Like they don't need to advance in terms of their seeding. Right. I mean, I haven't heard what they're going to do. I'd assume it may be a Tyrod Taylor game, but you know, of course, back in '07, the Giants played everybody when they had everything locked up against the undefeated Patriots, and that gave them eventually the confidence to go out and beat them in that Super Bowl, which came later. So I'm still a fan of keeping things in lockstep. Right. Everything's routine in sports, and try and take down the number one seed. If you get that sort of confidence going into the playoffs, I think that's big. I'm here to plant seeds, but I'm assuming it will be a preseason game. You don't want to lose guys to injuries either. You know, the Bucks are another team. I originally heard Bowles sounded like he was going to play everybody, but uh, based on the Vegas spread, they certainly don't seem to think so. No, I, I, they're four-and-a-half-point underdogs. I don't think if they are, it's going to be limited. But in terms of the way they handle this game in particular with the Bills and the Bengals, if they haven't canceled it yet, what are they going to do? There's only one obvious option, but that is that a precedent that the NFL wants to set? I understand the situation is a sensitive one, but... Once you put something in motion once, then that becomes the way that you do things if something were to happen in the future. The obvious move is you eliminate that week off in the middle of conference title games and the Super Bowl, which we all agree is oh, it's not, so annoying. A, it's not a week that we need. It's a buzzkill. It sort of is. <laughs> Great time to go on vacation if you can. And, and so you eliminate that, and maybe you start the playoffs a week later, and you have a week nineteen, but week nineteen would be one game. Yeah, it would be Bills Bengals, and it would just be creepy even watching it standing alone again. That's a good point too. You know, so eerie. That doesn't feel like that doesn't sound like something they would do. Just a hey, let's for one game. We're not talking about a COVID situation where half the games couldn't be played. We're talking about one game making that a week nineteen standalone while everybody else gets a week break. I just don't – they could do that. I just can't see them pulling that off. And if they don't, then there is no other option. I really have no idea what they're going to do, but what just sort of popped into my head, imagine if these two teams end up matching up in the playoffs. Yeah. 
That's I like that'll even feel eerie. It just seems the chills the, just thinking yeah, about it. Bills and Bengals on the same field and all this you know, and, and they kinda came together as just a football brotherhood during that night, which was like a beautiful thing to see, but then with elimination at stake and ah, just uh insane. I really don't have a lean on what they're gonna do. I'm I'm here to eliminate that bye week between the conference championships and the Super Bowl, but Making everybody wait an extra week to play their most important games of the season is a little strange too. Yeah. And then the one seeds would be having two weeks off, which feels like you know what you'd do for a college bowl game. I think the NFL is sort of getting caught with their pants down a little bit yeah. because you would think an organization that is as wealthy as they are, with as many variables as you have, with the violence of the game and. Um, especially coming off of COVID, where there was a where there were variables with that, that they would have a plan in place if something like this were to occur. Right, and clearly they don't. There's no protocol, and they're trying to create them on the fly, and so that's why it's taking so long. A guarantee in the future for what happens on the field, uh, suspending play quicker, and not having the guys out there if something serious and life threatening occurs. That's part one. Part two is what you do in a situation like this for every week of the season. These guys make enough money. They can sit in their ivory tower in New York and hammer this out. It's not easy, but they make a lot of money, and the and there are, there's a lot of TV contracts and commercials, and they've got a lot to sort out. It's really hard logistically to move this stuff around way beyond my pay scale. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, it, it made it a lot easier when you had bye weeks within the season to be able to shift these things, but here we are at the very tail end of the season, and uh, yeah, I... I don't really, I'm not, uh, I'm glad it's not my job, I guess I'll put it that way. Yeah. I normally think I have the answers when it comes to everything sports and league related, but this one I really don't. Coming up next, radio voice for your Orlando Magic, Jake Chapman joins us. What can the Magic do to get back to their mid-December form? We'll chat about that next. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.